0: Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, and welcome to the latest episode of Biblioscapes and Discussion. Today, I have got the great pleasure of being joined by Glasgow-based photographer Colin Templeton uh, to talk about his latest scene, The Barracks. Good evening, Colin. Good evening. Thank you very much for your time this evening. It's lovely to speak to another fellow uh, fellow Ouija um, for the first time in a wee while. Um, so obviously, we're here to talk about your latest your latest body of work, which was a field note zine through another place, pressed the barracks. And um, before we get into talking about that, it would be great if you could give us all an introduction to your your photographic background and journey.
1: Okay, sure. Um, uh, where to start? I would say I started in ninety four working full time as a, as a photographer. Uh, I was very lucky to get a wee break. Right. I got a lucky break working for the sun, uh, the Scottish sun, taking yeah. pictures of football matches. And that was how I got my start. I, I really got, um, I had no interest in football. And I, I still don't really. Um, but it, it was my way into the, the sort of the business. So yeah. every Saturday, you know, that would be me. And it just kind of snowballed from there, really. Um, I ended up. Freelance for a very long time, twelve years or so. Um I end up uh, had a staff job at the Herald and Evening Times. Cool. From uh, when would that have been? Right up to twenty sixteen, Um and back to freelancing again.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm. I must say, I'm a big fan of your your photography. It, it's some of your shots around Glasgow. Um, just just beautiful shots. Capture so much atmosphere, and it is lovely to be able to recognise some of the 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 glamorous and the maybe the less so glamorous locations locations as well um, and as soon as you, as soon as uh, Ian Sergeant announced that uh, he was bringing out one of uh, a body a zine with uh, with your work of the barracks um, it was one that I was uh, keen to order straight away I I can't honestly say I've I've walked around the barracks very very much or at all to be honest but it's certainly an area I know having driven past it and particularly the four Kind of domineering uh, tower blocks that, uh, like all Glasgow tower blocks, are due to come down. So I'm just interested, what, what, uh, what kind of captured your idea behind photographing the barracks in that area of Glasgow?
1: Um, I've always kind of been interested in tower blocks. I've always liked them for pictures. Uh, I took a lot of pictures of the Red Road flats in their in their final days. Yeah, and during the lockdown, during the pandemic lockdowns. I was kind of wandering about Mary Hill anyway, and um, taking pictures. I thought this is um you know, this is a time that should be recorded. I think we all did it. We all walked about, we took pictures of the empty streets, we took pictures of the yeah. people with masks, masks lying on the ground. Um it was felt like a very strange time. And there were days when I would I would walk right into the city centre and just you know, it was kind of pretty amazing. I was I was photographing everything. Yeah. And as time went by, the the barracks was kind of in my, you know. was that 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 was that was part of my patch really and so after a while I kind of realized that I didn't really need to leave the barracks I could just do all my pictures in there and maybe not make it about the pandemic yeah um I've been trying to I've been trying to do a wee project of my own anyway because when you work for the papers um it's a great job you know I really um I really loved my staff job at the Herald it was it was just you never knew what you're going to be doing absolutely but at the end of the day you're kind of photographing things that somebody else wants photographed and so what I liked was in my own time just to do my own thing no pressure you know there's there's no deadline or anything yeah and so I've been wanting to do something on um, South Street I don't know if you know South Street You maybe I do it.
0: yeah I know Yep, yeah, no South Street
1: yeah South Street it's just like a big straight street and there's so much of Glasgow is disappearing, but South Street sort of still retains a bit of the old Glasgow. The old cranes are still there, some of them. Um, there's lots of old businesses. The old railway is still there. And it started doing that, but it kind of changed with the lockdown. And I, I just ended up, it just sort of became something else, really.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's it. And I think you touch on a very good point. It's when when lockdown hit, all of a sudden we're faced with entirely empty, barren streets that, you maybe only find it at five o'clock in the morning, um, when when everyone is deserted from their nights out. But actually, to be able to see the, the empty streets day and day out, it it presents it presents the city of Glasgow certainly from my experience of walking around the city as well, just in an entirely different an entirely different light. And you begin to see things that you maybe previously didn't see or didn't experience. Certainly,
1: yeah, no, absolutely, it was very much like that. Uh it was almost like sort of an apocalyptic sort of vision of the future, like 28 days later or something. It was very, it was very yeah. strange. Um, so yeah. yeah, it just really came from that.
0: Yeah. I, I I I take it in terms of photographing it, has it all been done in the last couple of years, all the images or, or were some taken from longer time ago?
1: No, they're all, they're all from the same time period. They're all from about 20, so 2020, 2021, a wee yeah. bit into this year as well. Um, yeah yeah i tried to go there in every weather condition and i tried to get i think just because a place like that with these really big sort of tower blocks and big you know big buildings the the light changes all the time and you really notice it on these big structures yeah. um and set at different times of year it looks different as well
0: yeah the the weather conditions in particular are when you get one of the very rare misty or foggy mornings in Glasgow and then the contrasting very rare snowy conditions in Glasgow as well, it, it really just transforms, particularly as you see the Domineer and Tower blocks, just the lovely solid architecture
1: Yeah, Yeah, no you hit the nail on the head there it's the rarity, snow and fog very rare, I find, I think because Glasgow kind of sits in a bowl. It's, it's it's surrounded by hills everywhere. So a lot of the weather, I think, kind of goes over the top of the city. And we we never, you know, you see the snow in the hills, but it very rarely comes into the city. So as soon as there's snow, I'm quite excited. You know, I'm out with my camera. Yeah, I know.
0: One... And it it's... Doesn't... What frustrates me is that, is that anyone you speak to from particularly down south, they naturally assume, because you live in Scotland, that you're blessed with a lot of winter, uh, winter conditions, a lot of snow and a lot of mist and a lot of fog. Whereas in Glasgow, you can probably count on one hand the number of times in a year we get a lovely misty or a lovely foggy morning and equally uh, even fewer that we get some snow. So, yeah, I think there was maybe a couple of days during lockdown, I remember getting out into out into the city centre out into the parks as well when there was no one around and you just got some beautiful, beautiful snowy conditions.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. You've got to seize the moment. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure I remember a year, maybe five or six years ago, and I can't remember there being any snow that winter. Yeah, it's just such a
0: rare thing. Yeah, it's it's getting it's getting worse and worse. Um, but at the same time, I I love I love your shot, which must be I think taken from up in the north. Is it the north of Glasgow, looking down south?
1: It, it is. Yeah, the the one on the right hand page.
0: there. the one. Yeah, with the, the right. Yeah, the right hand page, just with the yeah. beautiful grasses in the foreground.
1: Yeah, it's taken from, it's taken from close to the building where they used to film uh, still game. Yeah. I've never yeah. Seen that. Yeah, two guys and, looking It's taken from just in front of that tower block, actually.
0: Yeah, and what I really like about it is that you've incorporated uh, portraits of people. I'm assuming who who live in the area. How important was that for you to show them as well as part of the part of the locality?
1: I I think I think it was quite important. I think it just adds another layer. It gives it a wee bit more depth, yeah. rather than just pictures of buildings and pictures of, of shadows and light. Uh, I think. I think it was quite important to just get a, pic- a few pictures of some of the people there. Uh, obviously, the the zine only has I think it's a, it's it's maybe twenty eight pictures. I think in yeah, it. absolutely. I had to leave a lot out. Um, <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah, so obviously there were other people. There were one or two pictures I would have kind of quite liked to get in, but just yeah, you just got to be so 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 hard on yourself and and say no, that that, that can't go in. Yeah, um, I, I did I, have a few more portraits.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. I can. I can imagine some really very, very fascinating and very interesting characters as well, who who kind of stay in there. But I love the combination and the zine of, I would say wider landscape shots, but the the wider location shots, but then also just some of the lovely detail shots, particularly of all the lift buttons, which, 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 which have been, which have been taped over. And you can imagine you're like the sigh of pain as you walk into one of the big multi stories and the lift isn't working and you're, you're carried, you're up your 20 flights of stairs with your messages.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It's, it's a bit of a thing. I think the door entry system on the towers is, is difficult. It's complicated. Uh and people just get frustrated and it, it's it's sooner or later it gets smashed and has to be repaired. And then it's taped up, then there's a there's a gap and then it's fixed and then it's taped up again. Round and round it goes, you know. Yeah. And how how
0: did you how did you find the, the process of pulling together the Xenon? At what stage did you did you think that there was a there was I suppose a body of work or um, that was was suitable for being published
1: well as I say I I didn't initially it wasn't it wasn't going to be about the the barracks. It's just it kind of yeah. that kind of emerged as, as the thing that, 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 that had some potential and I think it it just slowly dawned on me I, as I say had I, I had a, an idea that I wanted to do a zine yeah and, uh, and so that that I was kind of halfway there with it but I wanted to do it with another place press. I really yeah. like the way he looks at things and the way he edits everything together yeah. Um. and so I I had actually been in touch with him about a year earlier cool. and he kind of said, I, I, I went to him with something that was a, it wasn't, it was a bit half-baked to be honest and I kind of knew it was <laughs> and I sent it to him, he was awfully nice and he yeah. said, yeah, you've got the genesis of something there, you're not quite there so I thought, no, I'm going to go away and I'm going to do it properly and that's when the, the pandemic happened Um." And so, yeah, there was a point. I'm not sure the exact point. I think I certainly knew the picture in the snow, the picture of the two tower blocks in the snow. That's across two pages. Yeah. Once I had that in the bag, I I kind of knew. I thought, that nah, I've definitely that. That's definitely you know that. Yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of knew. I thought that's a quite a difficult picture to repeat because it's got the snow. It's got everything. In it, it's got a wee guy walking past, yeah. and I was yeah. I think by the time I took that, I knew that definitely I had something.
0: Yeah, yeah, I must say the the this that picture really is very nice, and I and I also love the picture looking down on all the the, the cars and, and the snow prints, just of, of everyone making the twenty thousand point turn in the car and the snow probably edging their way yeah. forward. Um, yeah. But no, it's it's for me, it, for me, it's something that really fits in very well with what Ian and the work that Ian publishes through Another Place Press. It's it's kind of like the, the documentary style that, that I suppose covers s- some some different locations, but brings the context of the people who stay in them as well to to, to life, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I very much like his sort of aesthetic, you know. I, 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 would, I would say he's a bit of an influence, actually. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot to be said for limitations, for sort of saying to yourself, I'm just going to work in this wee area here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, rather than... Did you, ever, did you ever watch that guy, um, Daniel Milner? Did you ever come across that guy? Yeah, I've come
0: across him a few times,
1: Yep, He's, on, he's a bit of a YouTuber. says yep. he's not a YouTuber, but... <laughs> he's really great. I, I like his... He's very positive. And he, he kind of put it quite nicely. He talked about someone who came up to him and said, I, I want to do a project. He's an American guy, as you, as yes. you know. Yeah, Yep. I want to... Um, I want to do a project on homelessness in America. And you know, the budget's going to be big. I'm going to be traveling about. You know, I'm going to be, I'm going to go to Washington, DC. I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to see the homeless people, you know, in all these different cities. And Daniel Milner's like, well, you know, what about that guy over there, Billy, sitting over the corner there, you know, he, he's homeless. Why don't you go and talk to him? You know, and then you might meet some of Billy's friends. You might see how Billy lives his life. And you can do the whole project in one place. And you can go deep rather than spread yourself thin. You know, and I think there's a lot of stay in a small place. A small area and just kind of go deep you know yeah. it's, it's yeah. quite a good to have limitations i think
0: yeah absolutely and i think that's something that ian has really accomplished well in some of the other zines and bodies of work that he's published where you actually get a feeling that people have have spent have spent time getting to know getting to get under the skin of the, the areas that they're photographing as opposed to just doing as you say something that covers a whole host of different places, and actually all you're really doing is kind of like scraping away at the surface briefly, whereas actually, yeah, to get a bit of knowledge, get a bit of insight into the people and the location that you're photographing, for me, it just gives more context, and it makes the the work far more interesting as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I totally agree. Um, I think if you just kind of visit a place very quickly and you're not there for too long, you can take loads of pictures, but it's hard to it's hard to get a feel for the place if you're not there for a while. And just, yeah. even just hanging about, you know, I, I, I find sometimes I might see a place, I might see a wee corner. I think that's quite nice, but see if that shadow was round a wee bit further. I think, you know, and then I'll come back, I'll come back yeah. and the lights change the wee bit. But what, what I, I hope is that in that wee zine, it, I think, it, I, I like to think that that doesn't show that I've put that, I mean, I worked quite hard on it, you know, Every, there's a picture of a white van parked in front of two of the tower blocks, and it's it's opposite the picture of a wee girl running through the through the field. Yeah, that, that yeah. picture on the left. I came back to that quite a number of times. And if you just look at if you look at the way the light is cu- is going across the back of the van, it's yeah. just showing it's throwing all the all the little bits in the back of the van, the door handles, everything. The light is just cutting across. And it's like you know, I came to, back to that quite a few times before I took that picture. But I hope that that doesn't show, you know, that I've put that effort in. I just want the picture to look kind of Natural. effortless, you know. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I, 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 well, I really like the picture of the girl running across because it just it represents something that, looking through so many of the other images, your your idea is maybe of just this big concrete mass, but then actually there's this there's just this beautiful large green landscape as well within within the vicinity that it kind of brings a different different element to it. And then you've got the, the misty goalposts as well on the following page.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, th- I think that was quite an important picture to put in, the picture of the girl running through the meadow because um, people a lot of the time think of places with their tower blocks as being sort of concrete jungles. Yeah. And it's really not like that. The place is immaculate and, and there's lots of green space and there's lots of mature trees. And it's um, you know, it's um, it's, it's really... Yeah. yeah, I think that was an important picture to put in. Yeah.
0: just I, I must say, I really I really just, really just like every image in there. And I'm curious, how many images did you have that you had to narrow it down to 28 or 30 images?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, I started with, it was over 300. Um, <laughs> but, but I also, I was using a very old camera um, right. and I was shooting film. And so what I was doing, I, I was putting all the film rolls in a box and I think I'll, I'll get them developed, I'll get them developed. And the camera developed a fault, it jammed. And I thought, that's not good. And I went to get it repaired. And the guy said, oh, the shutter's not been closing and opening. And when I developed my films, um, there were nine of them with nothing on them. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, man, there were some pictures that I couldn't repeat, you know. Um, So, but, yeah, I was a bit of a setback. But, anyway, I just kept going. I had about 300 pictures. And I gave Ian Sargent, I gave him about, I think I gave him sixty five. And then he whittled it down from there. Yeah,
0: and and so, how, how how did how did you find the process of of narrowing down to this down to your sixty five difficult hard to hard to maybe throw out a few favourites that you you really wanted in there but maybe didn't tell the narrative in the story you were looking to share.
1: The the one yeah there were a couple. Um, I mean in the text on the back I mentioned that there's an old wall that surrounds the the, yeah. the bar, and I would have I do have some pictures of the wall. Um, but they didn't really make the cut, so I would have liked to, to perhaps get a picture or two in showing the wall. But I just think the strength of the way he put that edit together, I didn't really, I didn't really want to tinker with it. I just liked yeah. the way that it, you know every picture kind of speaks to you know across the pages. They sort of speak to each other, and I, I just I just didn't really want to tinker with it. Yeah, you
0: know I, I must say I I, I think I think I think Ian does a v- very very good job of of the editing and curation and sequencing process and certainly from I've spoken to several people who have who have published work with him and it's always they're always exceptionally complimentary with with what he does to the work when when you came back with the edit did you have any tweaks that you wanted to make or were you were you fairly fairly happy and content with what he did with what he'd select and what he
1: dropped out? Yeah, well, it, he initially mocked up four different front front pages, front covers. Yep. And the picture that's on the front cover when I when I shot that, I actually had in mind. I thought that could be a front cover. Yeah. Um, and he gave me four, and maybe that one. And he said, "No, that one. I agree." So we both agreed on the front cover. But then he came back to me about a week later, and he laid it out. The way that it is just now and he said well look that's a starting point if you like we can you know we, we can tinker with it we can change things about it and I looked at it and I I, I, I said well sleep on it and I looked at it the next day I was like, no nah, I'm not changing a thing he's got it right first time yeah you know even like the last two pictures just before the end um there's the there's the woman who's the Buddhist monk and there's the picture of the tower blocks in the kind of yeah that's yeah. The, that's the yeah. two and then I think the colors just are just the same and he hasn't changed anything he's just he's just noticed how those two sit together, and I would I would not have noticed that myself, because yeah. I'm not a very good editor of, of my own work. Yeah, and that's it, the it, thing. I mean, sorry,
0: kind of, no, yeah, I I think it's it's very hard. I I think most people probably find it very hard to be quite critical and selective, and, and as you say, editorial of your own work. I, th- I think it be, I think it's quite e- it's much easier to look at someone else's work sometimes and 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 you begin to see things because you've maybe not got the same connection or you've maybe not been looking over the work on such a frequent basis
1: yeah and also you can look at your own pictures so much but yeah. you can't see the wood for the trees anymore yeah. um but i just i mean it, it, unless the pictures are properly sequenced and, and you'll know this you've just got a, just got a collection of pictures absolutely yeah. really, i mean that they need to kind of speak to each other even like when you turn a page your eye immediately goes to the page on the right, and then it kind of goes to the pa- the page on the left. And I think he even understands that. You know the way he's laid that out. Yeah, it feels but, as though. Always-
0: yeah, it's it's like the, those two the two images of the window is just so very different, but yeah, at the same time there's just such a nice, common, coherent thing going on between the two images that just works so well.
1: Yeah, no, no, thank you. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, and those are taken on two different days, yeah. maybe even weeks apart. Um, yeah, no, he's just he's just very very good at at, uh, at sequencing them. So I, I just I went with the first edit really. I didn't want to I didn't want to change yeah. anything.
0: And uh, did you enjoy the process? What what was the feeling like when when you kind of saw the the finished printed product in your hand of 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 your your efforts?
1: Oh it was it was it was a good it was a, it was a good day for me. That um, yeah, there were a lot there were some there were it, it took a while. It was supposed to come out in December. It didn't come yeah. out till. Until last, until January, actually, mm-hmm. I I was sort of thinking, man, I can't wait to see the finished, the finished. I knew what it was going to yeah. look like because I'd seen the layout, but just to yeah. get actually have it in my hand, um, yeah, it felt really good. As I say, I'm I'm kind of used to doing a picture for maybe a, for a newspaper, for example, and it's and it's great, you know. You might have a picture in and it's it's just a single picture, and then it's, it's kind of gone. It's it's you know it's yesterday's news. Yeah, but I, yeah. I'm very I'm very happy with the way it turned out. I have to say.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it's I I think it's a fantastic series that of, of 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 zines that Ian has produced. I think it's a it's a cracking addition to it. Does it give you Does it give you interest or some enthusiasm for maybe repeating a, or doing a, a future zine on some other work or other projects if something comes along? Oh,
1: well, absolutely, yeah. Um, I mean, I might revisit um, South Street. Yeah. Um, I might, yeah, I might do that. Uh, but that that really that was that was like a couple of years, maybe two and a half years to, to do that one. So yeah, I think, uh, I think I, I I will do something else. I'm just not too, I'm not too sure what yet. Maybe yeah, South.
0: That, yeah. South, South Street's an interesting one. It's, as you say, it's exceptionally long and very, very varied through the duration of it. So uh, yeah. kind of a nice combination of the old and new and some of your really old businesses that have been there a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, but I think I think as with many cities, there, there are so many different things. It's like the shots that I know certainly you share on social media of all the the likes of the the architecture as well. I I, I think some some of the architecture, not just the the old Charles Rennie Macintosh, and but some of the 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 brutalist concrete architecture, Kingston. And uh, what your one of your shots recently, the Kingston Bridge. I think they make they make wonderful atmospheric
1: shots. Yeah. Thanks very much, Ian. Yeah yeah i do like all that I, I do like kind of straight lines and light and yeah. concrete and that, that kind of stuff you know yeah it's,
0: it's just a, it's just a shame we don't get as much mist as other parts of the country seem
1: to get and it's like, know, no, no, it's this... <laughs> i'm glad you've noticed that um oh. i did i did i actually got yeah I've someone said to me a while back uh, some guy who lives in the south of england He's like, no, you must get missed all the time. I was like, we really don't, we really no. don't get much of it up here. He's like, ah, you, you must. No, nah, I don't believe you, <laughs> but I, no, it's true. Yeah, it's very rare. there,
0: there was here. one day. I think it was at the end of twenty twenty one. It was probably the the most missed we'd seen for a long time. The whole day, and I was stuck in stuck in the house because my wife had COVID. And therefore, I could I couldn't leave, and I was it was like staring out the window all day just to this beautiful mist that just never went anywhere. Because it is, it's 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 so few far in between. Yet down south and other places, it seems to be on tap. Basically, every every yeah. couple of, every couple of days, there seems to be a lovely misty morning. But at the same time, it does make it somewhat more satisfying and enjoyable when you do get that. Those those odd days think, yeah. of of some good conditions, and it's the only challenge. Then at that point is to decide where you actually want to go with the camera.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think it's also hard to um, to see the place that you live with fresh eyes. I mean, we've we've kind of got the kind of get the market covered, cornered, I should say, in in sort of non stop drizzle. You know, we have <laughs> we have a lot of that. Um, I lived in Aberdeen. I lived in Aberdeen for a while, and uh, I've been there for about six weeks, and then one day it rained and I was like this is the first time it's rained yeah and uh yeah you come back down here it rains all the time i know yeah get used yeah, to. yeah
0: that that's it times times change but yeah hopefully hopefully we maybe get a bit of snow because this frankly this winter's been absolutely dreadful it's been no mist no snow and just miserable dreich weather
1: yeah it's not been great has
0: it no not at all but yeah so as as part of as part of the podcast i'm always really interested in what uh, who and what inspires or interests my my guests so i'm always interested to in, no, know uh, some some of your favorite photo books or zines for that matter so it'd be great if, if you're able to maybe share four or five of your favorite books from your own collection that maybe inspired or interest you um from from your journey yeah
1: yeah uh-huh. um i i do try and the stuff I do in my own time is kinda of separate for the stuff that I would do for a newspaper. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I kinda I started doing my own I started doing my own stuff just for my own sanity because I didn't yeah. want to look back. If I got to be an old man, I didn't want to look back on a load of, you know, pictures <laughs> of sport, you know, house fires, yeah. you know, all the kind of stuff you photograph for, for, for newspapers. Um yeah. and and also it's very hard to have a, a signature style working for a newspaper. Yeah. So yeah, in my own time I... Uh, I mean, who do I like? I like Stephen Shore an awful lot. Yeah. I'm kind of late to him. I, I, I've only really sort of started looking at him a few years ago. Um, I think he's wonderful. Yeah, great um, you stuff. Can, you can just look. I've got his book. Um, you probably know, I'm sure you know, Uncommon Places. I've got it work? as
0: well. Wonderful book. Really, really good book. It goes
1: around isn't it great? The one yeah. there's one of a petrol station, and he he himself explains how he's looked at the relationship between every little detail. How this he leaves a gap here, and this sign isn't touching that sign, and uh, it's just it's amazing, you know. I'm just kind of really in awe of that guy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's definitely he's definitely an influence, I would say. Um, who else? I like. Have you heard of Sam Abel? No. Have you heard of, have you heard of him? sam double L. he's um he used to work for national geographic he's quite an old guy right. and he he's actually somebody else told me about him a couple of years ago he's amazing he's got he's got a thing uh, he's got a wee film on youtube and it's called the life of a photographer the life of a photograph and it's really well worth a watch it's absolutely right. amazing and he talks about himself being a back-to-front photographer so he talks about how he looks at the background first he looks at a lot of his pictures have got horizon. They've got a straight line, and he builds a picture in front of that. And he explains There's one of a famous picture he took for National Geographic, which is just it's it's I think it's some lemons or oranges on a windowsill, and there's a there's a curtain. It's a really beautiful picture. He explains how it, how it took him a day to do that picture. He just kept looking at it, kept changing things, watching the light. He's really, really an interesting guy, so I like him as well. He's he's got a kind of thing where. He said one of his students described it as nothing touches. So if you look at a detail, I've tried to do that a bit as well. So um I'm trying to think of a way to explain it. So if you look at you'll get that picture there, yeah I've tried to kind of copy Samabel there a but if you look at this woman's face, there's lots of details round about her. There's you know, there's um there's lines and there's a black line there, and there's door handles and lines, yeah. but there's clear space, nothing's yeah. touching her. Yeah. And I've tried to, I, for some reason, pictures just look a bit more pleasing that way if you don't have things growing out of things in the background. He's, he's really worth, he, I think he's really great, this guy, Bell. Life of a, The life of a photograph, it's really great. Yeah, take a look at that. It's um, interesting. Yeah. Who else? I like William Eggleston, I suppose. Yeah. I suppose everyone likes him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's great. And also, um, I like this as well. It's quite different. Fidelka Exiles. Yeah. Um, I you know the one with the dog. Yep. Just such a, I don't know. You kind of thing. It seems you look at you look at stuff like that. You look at other photographers' work, and it's really great. Quite daunting. You just think, how, how can I come? How can I can even get close to that? But yeah. you, just have to, you just have to get out.
0: That that's it. That's what it's all about. And I sit and enjoy. I enjoy just looking at some books before I'm going to start processing work and whatever I'm looking at might bear no resemblance, but. It maybe just maybe just gives me a bit of motivation to actually kind of knuckle down and go out and do new work or begin to work on new work um and yeah it's it's i think it's always one of these things you look at other people's work and you think yeah i wish i could do that but actually if you if you just get out and get something done and you stick to what it is you enjoy doing um and the sort of things that you enjoy photographing then can't really compare yourself to to other people. Photography is an art, effectively. It's so subjective in terms of what what we all like. That's kind, that's kind of my view and take on things, anyway.
1: No, I think I think you're right. I think um, I think you're sunk if you start comparing yourself to other Absolutely. people. Absolutely. And also, yeah. you know, you, you can also say, well, I might do this as a project, and then think, well, that's already been done. But everything's yeah. already been done. Absolutely. You do your own take on it.
0: Yeah, what 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 has not been photographed, what has not been done or anything like that. And then much like you, it's like that's it. For for me, photography is purely a hobby and um, I I do photography for my own for my own personal enjoyment. So if I if I go out and make work great, if I don't, I'm not losing any sleep over it, but I'm certainly not gonna get hung up as to whether someone else has done it already or not. I'll produce it, do your own style, put your own spin on it and, and you make something new out
1: of it. Yeah, and you make something... When I, I've seen your stuff, This there, your snowy stuff is really nice, um, sure. sort of in the city. Yeah, and yeah. I think the minute you start trying to please other people, totally. you're finished, you know? It's like people go on... You can go on Instagram or, you know, whatever it might be, yeah. and chase likes. You know, you can put a picture on there and go, well, that'll get a lot of likes. You put one on that you like, and it's not popular. Yeah, but know. you just do it for yourself. You know? I, I, Otherwise, I'm, you just... Yeah. Kind of, you kind of reduce the sort of, like... Singing and dancing for, for likes, you know, you lose your soul a wee bit. I think doing that. Yeah, what's the point?
0: I I'm very much a case of I I now photograph what I like, what I enjoy. If other people like it, brilliant. I'm I'm otherwise I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. But yeah, as you say, there are enough people out there who who do it because they want to chase the likes or want to chase the the recognition and actually. Just put, creating your own, creating a bit of your own style and, and putting your own spin on things, I think, is far more rewarding and enjoyable.
1: Absolutely,
0: yeah, yeah. But uh, but no, that's that's been some great selections there. I, I'm going to take a look at uh, Sam Abella's uh, video and 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 work as well. Stephen Shore, brilliant photographer. Really, really enjoy his work. Um, but it's been an absolute pleasure, Colin, chatting to you about your zine. I must say. I really, really like it. It's it's uh, it's always really nice to see something that's on my doorstep as well, um, that you can kind of relate to a lot of it as well, and you maybe recognise some of the locations. And it's the same. I think there was another one which was the A9, which again, some uh, I can't remember who it was who who brought that one out. But again, I know the one some, you mean. It's black and yeah, white. Yes, it's yeah. just, it's, it's, uh, oh, it's Francis Scott, Francis Scott. It was hard. It's a yeah. Subliman. Yeah, Francis Scott. Yeah. And it's, it's brilliant because, again, it's something that you, you're you so familiar with. It brings back all the memories. And, and it's the same with, with the likes of the barracks. Okay, those are those four towers. But as you say, you talk about the, the Red Row flats and all the other multi stories that kind of exist around Glasgow that are slowly being demolished. So, uh, yeah, thank you for thank you for bringing the work to life, and thank you for thank you for sharing your your experience and your story behind it this evening, Colin.
1: No, that's uh, not not at all. Thanks, thanks for having me,
0: and uh, yeah, nice to chat. Likewise, thanks.